This is Rip. And this is Dean. And Wayne. Oh, he's back. Our guest. I'm we have back. a new guest. <laughs> Who is this man? I uh, don't know. You got to keep the microphone in front of you. Yes, I know. <laughs> it yep, just picks it up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wayne is back after uh, a long trip of Wayne saving the returned. world and protecting people that matter the most. Yeah. Speak sex to me about uh, <laughs> how great this trip was for you. It was pretty awesome. Our leadership gave themselves all the days off and our team worked five weeks straight. That's nice. about the most relatable military thing you've said on this podcast. Yeah, it was it was army leadership too, so I think that explains a lot. Yeah, they don't care. Those privates with their college degrees and shit thinking they can Make a schedule. Yeah, just little lieutenants. <laughs> anyway, I'm not I'm not sour about it or anything. <laughs> Glad to be back. <laughs> Glad to be back in the land of COVID. It is still apparently happening. I mean, there was probably COVID also where you were. <laughs> no. Not if you're not if you're rich enough, COVID doesn't touch yeah. you. you also if to... you're a Democrat, it doesn't touch you. Or yeah. a dog. Yeah, I don't know how accurate that is, but are apparently children one year and 364 days old because they're not two yet. So COVID just ignores them. Or uh, COVID attacks you specifically if you're out past 10 p.m. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, or, or if you go a certain distance away from your, your home of residence. Then yeah, your, yeah, your immune system actually goes down once you've left. It's like a Wi-Fi signal. Yeah, your home. Yeah. It is, actually, because it's also based on elevation. So if you're walking through a restaurant, massive risk. But the second you're sitting down, COVID's above you. It can't get you. Yeah. It floats. You're completely safe. It makes sense if you don't think about it, okay? It works 100% of the time, 60% of the time. Just color in the numbers and don't. If you pull that cord out of the wall, dog, we're it's gonna not have, about we're gonna have food. Words. It's about keeping those ants in line. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So your trip went well. Yeah, it was good. Was it cold in that land? Actually, on the east coast. No. A lot of really beautiful days. Really? I got wow. to run outside a lot. Very nice. nice. Yeah. I haven't known the touch of the sun in many moons. I thought I was dying <laughs> one night because my blood pressure or my uh, heart rate was down to like thirty-five. Jesus. And it's just because you're mad I'm healthy. Used, I'm used to being in el- at elevation. That's honestly probably it's just because saying. I'm in the most greatest shape of my entire I life. I am like... the pinnacle of fitness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Tell uh, me three things you learned from your trip. I can't. I used I to date this thing. girl. That, one thing. That that she true, used so. to uh, do that every day. She would oh, God, text me or call day. me and what is oh. like... I want to know three things that were good about your day. Like, oh, would you read that in a fucking book? Yeah. My first shirt hates me because of that. Because he'll come and ask me, and I just make it up on the spot. And oh, yeah. I don't like think it. about it. It's like, mm-hmm. like well, I, I woke this, up. Yeah. Uh, I had a good poop. That's, yeah. I there, is, two. there is something two about right there. I've said something like that. I told him, I was like, if I poop at 7.03, I could still make it to work by 7.30. But if it's any time past 7.03, I'm not going to make it on time. It's a bad day. It's like, you're an You need to do better than that. It's like, well, I mean, it's something I learned. You're talking to me at 7.31 a.m. I haven't learned shit today. I just woke up 10 minutes ago. I did, I did 80 miles an hour down to 15. It's a miracle I'm here. There is something to the whole gratitude thing where you pick three things. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense. But I can't not. do that till the end of the day. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Don't talk to me at the beginning yeah. of the day. Give me a week. I'll pick, <laughs> I'll pick five things at the end of the week. Yeah, and they I'm can be big. Do three days. And it can be weeks. worth something. It's like, well, yeah. I was grateful for the silence until you came into my office and asked me this stupid <laughs> fucking question. I haven't even, I don't even say words now. <laughs> when people like, especially if my door's closed and I'm trying to eat my ground beef. 
when people open my door, I just like slowly turn towards them and I just look at them until they say words. <laughs> like, so sorry to bother you, man. I know you're eating. And I'm like, yeah, but you still bothered me. I like so. to answer the phone that way. What do you want? Like what? I just answer the phone and don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> just silence. Just yeah. breathe. <laughs> just breathe. Uh, I used to have uh, my old office's phone number was one number off the med clinic appointment line, which half of the calls I used to get would just be people trying to make appointments. I'm like, you got the wrong number, bro. Like it's a four, not a five. But the other half were just people breathing. People would just call the number and I'd answer. It would just be someone breathing for like 30 seconds. The Zodiac. And then they'd just hang up. I'm like, what is happening? What if they start doing that? <laughs> no, ours was sponsor uh, my only cans. <laughs> only cans. It's just me drinking beers. Honestly, that'd be a pretty relaxing ASMR. Just somebody just sitting there drinking beers. What if we started an oh, OnlyFans that we called Only Cans, and it's just us sitting in the shower drinking beers? <laughs> Three men uh, in one shower. <laughs> uh, wonder how much money we'd make. Secret tickle time trash talk. That's it. We're doing it. Go follow Secret. Poker Table Trash Talk on OnlyFans. <laughs> Secret tickle time. Is that what you said? <laughs> trash talk. Secret trash tickle time. Are we trickling? Are we tickling trash? Yes. Each other. Because are we are trash. Each each, we're tickling each other's trash. I yeah. am become trash. Sorry, I got distracted. This mic really does pick up everything. It's it nice, does. isn't it? It does. It's hopefully, nice and it's not. Hopefully our viewers aren't like super annoyed. They can hear sound. my pores opening. <laughs> I was listening to a very popular podcast the other day and it's like, it sounds just like ours. So I was like, you know what? Doesn't matter. Wow. It's all good. Audio quality. We have the ability, according to Rip here, to be a popular podcast. Uh, I when did like I say that? It. Just now. You said this now. I think you're you extrapolated. Oh, based off of audio quality only? <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Based off strictly that. Yes. You extrapolated the wrong. Oh, he's been back 30 minutes. I already said extrapolated. Words. That's my favorite word. Whoa. Though. It's one of my favorite words. You're being very obsequious. <laughs> You don't even know what that means. I don't. Because you just used it in the wrong... I did. Anyway. I was going to say, the only time I've ever heard that word was from, was from Wayne. Oh, you I, know what's I, funny? I, I, was watching Ocean's, I was watching Ocean's 11 the other day, and whenever they're, they just pan into the security room real quick, and the security guards are arguing about whether or not obsequious is a word. That's funny. I used the word amalgamation today, and it, it just gave me a nice little flashback. Yeah. <laughs> Just some good times. What is what does that mean for us? Uh, oh God! See, that's what I was asked, people. and that's what brought me back to the cusp of the good old ALS days. But anyway, uh, it's like a, a gathering. Ga yeah, a gathering. It's like a. It's How do you like, say it? It's like a clumping or a ga Am amal 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 amalgamation. Amalgamation. Gefilke <laughs> fish. <laughs> <laughs> I used to say that. In every sentence I used in ALS, and our instructor was just like, "Why do you? Why are you always using that word?" No amalgamation. Gefilke oh. fish. <laughs> anyway, to get back on topic, what's our topic today? Do we have one? Uh, this is you my, know my welcome T, back podcast. Yeah, he wanted us to to cover this when you got back because. Okay. Uh, by the way, T is out. Uh, he has a uh, I won't call it a family emergency. His legs got blown off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Inaccurate. Uh, but no, he's uh, got some family things going on right now. He'll be back. They're good things. It's all good things. Good things. But, uh, well, depending on, yeah, it's good. It, yeah, it's good. Don't dude. you it's dare. <laughs> Don't you dare. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, so he, since you're the biggest gear whore out of all of us, uh, he wanted to, what? I said, oh, thank you. <laughs> he, uh, thought it would be a good topic to talk about your favorite setup for a kit. Hmm. Oh, uh, shit. I'll just turn off my mic. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you were to choose a <clears throat> carrier, uh, we'll say you got to use sappies. Mm -hmm. I probably would. That's really all we can use. Uh, and then 
mag pouch, radio pouch, med kit, belt, and accessories. Maybe even a helmet and headset. I'll throw that in there too. Hmm. First spear for the carrier, for sure. The Strandhog? The Strandhog. Really? Over the JPC? Yes. It's less, it's not, you. it's not as bulky and it offers all the same protection. And that modularity of the JPC is slimmer. It's not as, uh, I mean, the, the Strandhog isn't as modular with, <clears throat> but I don't know. It has everything that you need. It has a built in, it has the built in side soft armor. Yeah. And you can run side plates built into the pout, like built into the cummerbund. Laser cut, so there's not a bunch of extra shit on it. And then I really like the placards, but you have to modify the Strandhawk to put placards on it. And so Axle Defense, which is out of Fort Bragg or near Fort Bragg. Why are you smiling <clears throat> at me? My food is arriving at my house. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Nice. What are you going to do? Good job. I'm going to ask my roommate to bring it to me. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. You think he's going to do it? Yeah. That's a good ass roommate. You better give him a tip. Dude, there's no way I would do that for you. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to ask him, but uh, Actually, while you're at it, tell him to stop by somewhere and give me something. <laughs> no. I'm so hungry. I'm not going to use the power here. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. All right, so yeah, Strandhog, <clears throat> first spear Strandhog for the carrier. Um, axle axle defense to modify it for a placard, use with a placard, and then spirit of systems. For people that don't know, what do you mean placard? <clears throat> so a placard gives you a um, basically a modular setup so you can preload different front pouches and then it just buckles into the carrier and velcros on. And so you can have multiple different setups and whatever your mission is. So you're you, not constantly mollying on and off. Yeah. You just unclip on velcro, put a new one on each placards placard is its own like mission set or whatever. Nice. So, but spirit of systems, um, they have a, like a pretty basic three mag front placard. That's pretty minimalist. You're talking about the, uh, the micro. I think so. Yeah, because I have that mm -hmm. as a rig. And then what else for the plate carrier? Uh, do you have a radio pouch that you specifically, or like who, who <clears throat> makes your mag pouches? Spiritus and I think it's a first spear radio pouch because I can face the radio into me and then unbuckle it and pull it away without removing the pouch or removing the radio from its pouch. Oh, gotcha. And has like a clear window on it. So I can mess with the radio if I want. It's just a, I mean, it's radio pouch is a radio pouch, but yeah. it seems to be one of the better ones. Uh, well, I would agree with you, but, uh, the first radio pouch I got issued was, was it tactical Taylor mm -hmm. trash? Yeah. yeah. Slide in, slide out, nothing else. Yeah. Um, couldn't make any modifications to the radio without pulling it completely out of the kit. Mm -hmm. So, no, I like what they did with that one. And then I have my medical kit that I like is SOE, Special Ops Equipment. Uh, I think it's SOE Tech. Could be mistaken. But it's the Viper Flat IFAC. And I have it on the back panel, my plate carrier. And I can, I can talk an Esotech. Yeah, that's it. <clears throat> and I can pull it out with either hand and use it. Are you running? Who's your belt made by? Raptor Tactical. And I also like Ronin Tactics. Either one of those is do you, good. Do you have a Senshi belt? Mm -mm. No, no, I just I know yours and yeah, I've got the Senshi. My buddy over at Lake Neath. Um, and then IC three. This is a company that isn't super well known, but they make really nice elastic retention mag pouches, and that's what I've been running on my belt for multi tool light and then pistol mags and their AR mags. Are they similar to the Blue Force gear? Yeah, so the Blue Force gear is mostly elastic. And with that, 
I had issues with the magazines basically wearing out the elastic yeah. because it's closed at the bottom. But with the IC3, uh, I got you. it loops at the bottom. And then it's just designed a little bit differently. So it wears more evenly throughout the pouch and it doesn't wear out as quickly. But like my, my Blue Force gear multi-cam pattern, you can't even really see it because the yeah. elastic is so worn out. It's just white. And then what helmet and comm gear? Yeah. I really like the revision Cayman. Yeah, that's my favorite as well. And I think the Team Wendy's that the career field's going to is a second good pick if you don't mind Team Wendy. <laughs> I forget what they did. They, uh, what did they do? Something about they came out and talked down on law enforcement or something like that, which is crazy to me because it's like, well, at least half your products are being purchased through law enforcement channels. I want to say that that does kind of remind me. I, I want to say they didn't like necessarily talk down, but I think they jumped on the knee jerk reaction bandwagon for yeah. one of these incidents that happened a few years back. And in this instance, I think the law enforcement agency for this story was being unjust, unjustly railroaded. But I'm not sure exactly the details. So um, anyway, I'm trying to look it up. But so the, uh, so the uh, or sorry the uh, Cayman revision Cayman. I like it. Yeah. Yep. So the new hotness with the comms is the ops core, the amp uh, headset. Yeah, the amp. I okay. think a lot of the the attraction to it, the sound quality is obviously really good, but the way that it attaches to the rear of the helmet. Yeah. So Axle Defense, the company I was telling you about to modify the plate carrier. Yeah. They sell a kit where you can actually make the Peltor Compact 3s mount with the same amp arm and um, basically turn it into the amp mm. setup. So if you already have Peltors or whatever, you can... You don't have to buy a whole new headset, just buy... Yeah, if you want to attach them to that, that rear rail on the helmet. Otherwise, the 3M mounts are just fine. Yeah, they just don't leave a whole lot of extra real estate. Yeah, like I had to Velcro a light to my helmet because the rail was taken out. Oh, really? Yeah. Fair enough. T, uh, we're going to have to have him listen to this. I don't know if he was wanting tips for his own setup. Uh, I don't think he has a wild setup. Yeah. Um, so the... The EOD career field is actually, so we just passed the helmets, you know, EOD is getting the Team Wendy helmets, the X-Fill. And next on the agenda is the plate carrier and one that's being pushed thanks to my buddy at Lake and Heath and also myself. I'm kind of like in his ear about it. The Strandhog is looking like one of the top picks. Is it nice? I mean, I... I... So from videos I've seen on Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that, a lot of the career fields already jumped to unit funding and purchasing their own plate yeah. carriers. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw a video from Korea the other day. The dudes were wearing JPCs. Yeah. And uh, I know at one point, one of the units I was in bought CPCs and mm -hmm. strand hogs and all this other stuff. So the, the issue that the career field has is that you have all these chiefs that are hung up on soft armor coverage. And when you think about our job, we deal with high velocity frag. And if we're at war, we're not getting shot at by handguns. We're getting shot at by 7.62 AK-47 rounds. That soft armor just goes through like butter. Yeah. And none of the soft armor is really rated for high velocity frag or even so or uh, slow velocity flag frag. So it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, well, it's got to be doing something, but there's no real reason to having it. And so there's it's one of those like, well, we had it. And if it doesn't work, we can say at least we had it. Yeah. So it's which, like, it's if it were, if it were heavy mm -hmm. and uh, like, I'll say it is a little bit more cumbersome uh, mm -hmm. adding all that. Like you compare the KDH to a strand hog 
And it's like you can throw soft armor in the sides of a strand hog. You don't have it on the front and the back like a KDH. <clears> but you also like have way more range of movement with the strand hog than you do in the KDH. Mm. And uh Yeah, so the point of contention, like I have side armor, so- soft armor in my strand hog. Yeah. And it's unnoticeable. Yeah. The issue is with the KDH, they feel like because there's soft armor in the front and back, that it somehow offers more coverage. Yeah. When we have level four plates there for a reason to stop that stuff. And so it's just excess weight that we don't need. And that's the whole reason why we haven't been going to plate carriers in the career field is because there seems to be a misunderstanding with PPE. You need to get sniper. What does he want? Uh, a uh, tactical a muzzle vest. <laughs> <clears throat> he needs a tactical vest so he can go into combat when the Civil War kicks off in a couple months. Or the uh, what's it called in German? What is what is German for Civil War? Burger Krieg. <laughs> Burger Krieg. Burger Krieg. Burger Krieg. Um, but yeah, so Schmetterling. T, listen to this get and get your kit ideas. Or if anybody else runs another type of kit that they think uh, that they've used and realize like how well it works, let us know. We're always looking to upgrade our uh, personal gear. I personally like to run full medieval plate armor (laughs) (laughs) and chain mail. Just a quick like side note: I would say second in line for the carrier would be a a cry JPC over the CPC. Yeah, just because the sides. Yeah, because you can still add that the side armor if you want to the yeah. JPC. It's just you can modulate it down to be less protection yeah. if you needed more agility. You're not stuck with it like you are with the CPC. Yeah. I think it's more form fitting too. Yeah. I get what the career field's doing with the KDH. Like I get that they're going most safe. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that argument such a slippery slope. Just wear the bomb suit all the time if that's how you feel. <laughs> Every single UXO yeah. and IED call, you yeah. got to wear the bomb suit. Just put the bomb suit on if that's what you want. got to wear the bomb suit with chem gear underneath it <laughs> to yeah. make sure. Yeah. Because you case, never know. Yeah, I love how we're, we're always, as a career field, it's like you got to think critically until you do and then you're wrong. Yeah. Or there's certain instances like this where it's like, well, why do we do this? It's like, well, because it's got to be doing something. Yeah. Like, sorry, I don't buy that. <laughs> Just let us do what we want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, then we'd have guys <clears throat> running down freaking no PPE. Yeah. Just going down and finger banging everything that they come across. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not 100% opposed to. Natural selection does wonders for the human race. Yeah. The EOD is already short on people. So. Yeah. And then they talked about taking the bonus away. Dude, uh, take the bonus yeah, away yeah. and everybody's leaving. It's Goodbye. like a five instead of a nine now. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, so I, was, I had the, this is kind of a separate discussion, but we might, it, this comment might lead into that discussion. If you take away the bonus, you better put EOD under AFSOC. Yeah. Because you better start giving them cool missions and yeah. giving them nice stuff. Let them actually do what they're meant to do. Because, yeah, you have, at least close to it. You have issues with recruiting at the moment. Taking away the bonus doesn't solve that. Yeah. And then a lot of the guys like, so like when you came in, it was under the promise of like all these war stories and came in to do like military shit and the same with me. And then the wars ended and EOD went into a different mode. And a lot of the guys are unhappy because the mission sets aren't satisfying. It's mostly admin work depending on what base you're at and yeah. So like getting rid of the bonus is a mistake or reducing the bonus is a mistake. My thing with AFSOC, I don't think that the entire EOD career field needs to go under AFSOC. No, you just need separate it. Like pararescue does where they have rescue squadrons and they have special tactics squadrons. So with EOD, you have guys who can go to like CE squadrons to do the runway mission and all, you know, the 10 mission sets. And then you have special tactics who they also do the 10 mission sets, but they have more of a focus on yeah soft capabilities. And they're able to be attached um, like at a moment's notice mm-hmm. with STS and I mean, that I'm, kind of stuff. I'm pretty sure we're the only branch that doesn't do that really 
on a regular because even when we do attach we're attaching to army yeah army has their own eod navy has their eod that attaches to seals and mobile and, and units. that's yeah like every single um like if you look at the army you've got your um like your regular uh what they call them garrison eod guys yeah but then you also have your what 20th seaburn who's mm -hmm. your seaburn specialist you have your 21st to the i think they're the nuke guys i don't yeah. remember yeah, yeah. um I think they're out with Rangers and stuff like that too. Um, and then, yeah, like Navy, you have your, your ship teams, your fleet teams and all that stuff. And then you've got your seal teams and then even the Marines, they have, uh, they call them, I think they call them base teams. And then, uh, I forget they had another one, but they're basically like SWAT EOD guys. Do they ever get attached to the Raiders or the Marsat guys? I believe so. And see, the only thing the Air Force has is the seven two four special tactics group. So you have you have like a, you have one unit made up of eight guys. Eight guys, yeah. yeah. So you have eight guys in the entire Air Force EOD career field that are allowed to do anything like that. Which, yep. okay, I can hear some of the older generation guys that maybe listen to this podcast in the background, like, "Well, we're doing the runway mission. That's our mission. That's the only reason the Air Force has EOD." In my like, day, I get that, but at the same time, runways aren't getting bombed. This isn't World War Two. Mm -hmm. uh uxos it varies based on location we haven't had a uxo here in the almost four years i've been here yeah and uh and it's it's like i don't know i think that's the big that's a big reason why a lot of guys get out and it's which i see the career field they're going um fixing the recruiting sending eod guys to be actual recruiters which yeah it's going to handle that partially that recruiter issue of hey you're going to go kick in doors and yeah. disarm IEDs by hand and all this other stuff. And, um, <laughs> stupid dog. Uh, so yeah, it'll fix that at that level. But at the same time, what about the guys that have come in? What about the guys that have given 10, mm -hmm. 12 years? And then what happens when we do get in another asymmetrical war situation and now you've recruited a bunch of people who just think they're going to be doing a runway mission yeah. and they don't want to do any of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I remember we had a guy at the flight, uh, an older guy who'd been in the, through the wars, and he was like, no, we only do nukes. We only do mm -hmm. conventional stuff. We don't mess with IEDs. It's like, what are you talking about? We've been yeah. doing IEDs for almost 20 years now. Yeah. so That's an inability or a unwillingness to adapt, in my opinion. Failure to adapt. Kick we, him out of yeah. the Air Force. I imagine being the guy that gets called for like an unexploded Moab or ICBM. <laughs> Like, That'd be great. We don't know what happened, but this thing's huge. We need you down here. I'd take it. That'd be oh, fun. Yeah. Imagine the pressure. You're just sweating so much. <clears throat> There's just a big, like, 45-foot-tall ICBM sticking out of the ground. Like, we don't know why it didn't go off. The good thing about that, though, is if you mess up, oh yeah, you're, you're not, not around long enough yeah. for them to... It'll be quickly, not your problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, who's, who are you going to punish? Same thing with the Moab. You'll be uh, vaporized. Now... That being said, if you could take the career field anywhere, the EOD career field, where would it be? If you're going to stay in and you're going to be Chief Master Sergeant Wayne and you're the new, I don't know, career field manager, mm -hmm. <clears throat> what do you do? <laughs> um, so I like the idea of having CE units and AFSOC units. But I think one of the things that would benefit the Air Force, if it was going to go like the AFSOC route, is we need a legit pipeline because we don't learn any basic soldiering skills. Yeah. And over the last 20 years, EOD has been thrust into these roles where they're attached to, you know, ODA teams, Army, Green Berets, stuff like that. But like speaking for myself, most of the basic soldiering skills I know is all self-taught because I had something I wanted to learn, so I looked into it. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, I know there's a lot of guys who disagree with that because they're super happy with the status quo and they just want to do their 20 and, and get out. I don't know. I, I don't agree with it. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, there's there's definitely a split in the career field, and it's either you want to do this 
So, I mean, we have 10 mission sets. One of those is asymmetrical warfare, but it's like the redheaded stepchild yeah. of the mission sets because no one wants to train it. Yeah. They want to, I mean, we hardly get any training anymore on deployed well, situations. Then, and Yeah. The guys and, that want to train it are pushed down, mm-hmm. pushed off to the side and silenced by. And maybe that's just where we're at. You mean physically or as a career field? Because I don't think physically that's where we're at. As a career field, we're going into, we're trying to focus on these other mission sets, like the airfield clearance, which I think is legit. Right. But there's so much focus put on it that we're starting to ignore these other areas that we've proven ourselves to be good at and useful. Yeah. No, uh... I think it's all, and that's the thing is it's the training sections at each flight differ. Yeah. I was going to say that so much that, you know, one flight may love. I remember like this flight, uh, there, we cover what we need to cover. Mm -hmm. We go done. We need to, we need what we need to get done. If we have any extra time and we have any other units that want to play along, we'll go play war games. Uh, it's rare that that happens, but. Yeah, but then you get it, asked by leadership, why are you why are you doing that? You still. No, I mean that was recent. Was it? Yeah. You can ask T. Because hmm. he Maybe set up gone. he set up some of the, the TRF training. Yeah. And we had some leadership that didn't really agree with it, but at the same time, it was like, what's the harm in learning that stuff? Yeah. No, I mean I think it uh Yeah, I think there's just like the the problem I can see with it is do you take uh, so I think it's easier for a PJ unit to be an RQS and an STS mm-hmm. because they both fall under AFSOC. Yeah. Whereas an EOD unit being on an STS, does that make, does the career field decide that, all right, these different STSs get EOD guys. So say you have three teams at an STS, do we send three EOD guys over there and PCS them and make them permanently part of there until they get orders somewhere else or make it a controlled tour with that STS, but keep them under the three echo AFSC, which is the, you know, I think the most streamlined way to do it would be to create. So you keep everything like it is now you go through EOD school, prelim, nav, scaliad, you get to your unit, you establish yourself as an EOD tech. You still go to a, a regular CE unit yep. as your first unit to learn EOD basics. Yes. And then if you have this interest to go STS, what they need to do is create like an auxiliary pipeline, make a selection for it. And then if you get selected for it, you go through this direct support pipeline where you learn some of the basic soldiering and more yeah. of the soft skills that we don't get. And then have different spots allocated to STSs that you just kind of plug guys into once they've finished that. And guys who finish towards the top of their class maybe get a pick of where they go. And then if you're at the bottom of the class, you're just, you go to whatever's left. But So theoretically, you could turn a, you know, the 724, say they pick, mm-hmm. uh, say they get 30 applications they mm-hmm. pick 12 guys to come to selection i don't know what the number is yeah you in this this is just a total theory you up that mm-hmm. so you invite all 30 dudes you send them all through selection uh you pick your top however however many spots you need filled at this 724 you pick your top guys mm-hmm. pick the guys you were going <clears> to <throat> pick you get you know uh your dream team basically yeah obviously if they meet the standard right. yeah. yeah um and then the rest of the guys go to direct support uh training and they can go to another sts not the two four but it does another sts yeah it could be the same i mean you're that's putting a lot of um responsibility on that one unit right but it yeah is already no, no, established no, yeah. use it as like a, like use a, it as a yeah and then pass it out to mm-hmm. Yeah, the other locations. It would just, it would be like who is in charge of that selection is what it would come down to. Yeah. 
and then creating that direct support. It would have to pipeline. be almost another schoolhouse. Yeah. And basically you go through that schoolhouse, that pipeline, and then you get picked up by, mm -hmm. you let all the STSs look at the mm -hmm. final scores, look at the, the biographies of all the candidates yeah, and them then choose. let them pick. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, cool. That's where he goes. Yeah. Dude, AF, AFPC would never let that happen. No, <laughs> no. That'd be a, that'd be a nightmare for them. Yeah. Actually letting people pick who they want. Oh, oh yeah. man. Yeah. This isn't the seals. <laughs> this isn't dev group. Yeah. In theory, I think it's a really cool idea though. Yeah. But I, I don't ever see it. No, not at all. Not in our lifetime anyway. Dream. The best thing for an EOD guy yeah. right now to do, uh, if he wants to do something more, is to apply to the 724. Try it. <clears throat> if you don't get it, find something new to do. Yeah, actually, they have a podcast, Insight Through Experience podcast, and they just had some EOD guys talk about what they do over there. So. I listened to that. It was a good one. Yeah, it was pretty good. Have you ever wanted to do something and you wanted to do it so bad that you didn't want to hear anybody else talk about it. Yes. That was how I felt listening to Cause I know Cole. So Cole yeah. and I go, what do you and, mean though? Just, it's like listening to him talk about it. I got mm -hmm. so like excited about it. Yeah. Like something that, that, that that's actually happening it in the career sounds, field. Yeah. And yeah, and it just sounds like something I would love to mm -hmm. do. And I was just like, man, I can't even like, I can't even listen to it anymore because it's not too amped. Yeah. It's not happening right now. And I'm just going to psych myself up for yeah. no reason. Yeah. It's you like giving yourself five. blue balls. That's what it sucks. Like when you prepare for a long time and then some technicality makes it to where you can't even go to selection. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> fuck. Now what do I stay at this base for years? Because I mean, I don't know. No, I think it's cool. I think, uh, I'm hoping that they're able to get more slots and they have more teams. That's what I hope. Like that. I yeah. hope they get more slots too. I think it's a really cool opportunity for guys to be able to go through. <clears throat> but we'll see. Yep. Who knows? Time will tell. Dean is still here. Uh, <laughs> he just has nothing to say at this yeah, topic. Just, yeah. yeah, I don't Sorry. have anything to contribute. So I figured I'd just let you guys go. You should uh, You should go to uh, EOD school. <laughs> yeah. I will say on that note, just wish I had eyes that worked and could <laughs> see color. If we get another war, you might be able to just get a waiver for it. Yeah, that's what that's honestly. Why I just I don't want, want you so on my bad. team. I want them. That, <laughs> I want them so desperate that they're willing to make these exceptions. So as far as opportunities go, like the 724, you're saying if you're an EOD guy that wants to do that stuff, 724 is an option. Um, I don't have any of the info, but apparently there are Air Force EOD guys applying and oh, yeah. going to selection for Delta. Yeah. And so they they do accept those applications for Air Force EOD, yeah. but there's also alternate routes too if you want to get into the soft community like uh obviously you can transfer branches stuff like that. You have the 18 X-ray program mm -hmm. for the army which allows you to go pretty much straight into um Green Beret. Yeah, Green Beret school. SFAS. Yeah. Um stuff like that. So there's definitely options the two four is a very like it's even more select than mm -hmm. it's it's very like from a, from what I've read, the processes are very similar to like um like dev group. Mm -hmm. Like you're taking the best guys from career fields, putting them against these problems and then picking your top players. I mean the two four supports, they were stood up to support Delta. Yeah. And just like um Dev Group was. Yeah. Which I think is super cool that the Air Force has that. Yeah. Like even their their intro to their podcast is the most they're the most specialized special tactics unit in, that the Air Force has to offer. Mm -hmm. Which I was like, that's pretty, yeah. that's pretty baller. So, yeah. Yeah. There's definitely avenues um, to look at uh, if if you're you know if two four plans don't work out or mm -hmm. if you're looking to go sort of a different route, whether it be Air Force or a different branch. Yeah. I'm trying to hit BORTAC, be part of the <laughs> the Border Patrol Special Forces. Nah. No Dude, I feel like that's even more dangerous than regular Special Forces. <laughs> exactly <laughs> why cartels. I want to do it. Yes. <laughs> this is sketchy. See, originally, I wanted to be uh, like DEA, but then upon realizing that it's nothing like uh, Narcos oh, anymore, yeah. and it's super lame, I don't want to be DEA anymore. Mm -hmm. But BORTAC, they still do stuff like that, and they're way more kitted out. So, 
Maybe. I think FBI HRT looks pretty, pretty and fun. A, according to someone who's in the Border Patrol for 30 years, Sportac doesn't require color vision. <laughs> nice. So I'm going to take that run with it, maybe. I don't know. I think the HRT would be, like, outside agency-wise, mm-hmm. that's top of the, at yeah. least in my mind, like, if I was going to go special tactics, I would go HRT. Because like, they, they specialize in counterterrorism, just like yeah. those other units do. Yeah. But I think just having that skill set and the knowledge would be mm-hmm. freaking awesome. You just have to join the FBI for, if you do the tactical recruitment program, it's two years before you can select for oh, is it for HRT. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of like uh, give it a couple of years to cool down. <laughs> let for the let the FBI get their uh, the rep back because they're kind of not on the hot seat or are on the hot seat. Those are the bureaucrats, though. Yeah, the bureaucratic FBI. They're the ones that are leading. Yeah, I just it. want to be a shooter. Yeah. I mean, you could say the same. <laughs> yeah, I just want to make a difference. Yeah, just do a job. I just want to do a job. I just want to join the CIA so I can meet some tiny green men. And start sounding like a crazy, crazy fifties guy. Mm-hmm. Like all oh, these little green men are communists. <laughs> you talking about aliens? Want. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, I saw. Um, so SpaceX has this thing out their satellites, um, but they travel. It, I forget what it's called. Star something. But the their their satellites travel in a line, and there's like twenty of them, and they all travel together, and you can see them. I saw them the other night out here. I was driving down the road. And, you can see them traveling across the sky. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I was looking at it, and I was like, that is so weird. It was similar to what you and I had seen a couple years ago at that zoo oh, yeah. with all those yeah. people. Um, but uh, I had to, I was like looking on, on Google trying to figure out what was going on, and then a Facebook post had popped up, and somebody was like, what is, what's going on here? And I guess somebody had some information and was like, oh, it's SpaceX satellites. But I've seen so many posts of SpaceX people. files. Yeah, well, they're they're filming them like as they go because you get a good glimpse of the silhouette as it goes across the moon, mm-hmm. and uh, people are filming it like there's 20 UFOs and they're coming into Earth's oh, atmosphere and all this stuff, and it's like, nope, that's not that's wow. not what that We've is. Been in space for like 60 years. Get used to it. Well, well apparently, we are if, you the aliens. Be, if you believe that. Apparently, uh, was it you believe in the moon? <laughs> <laughs> apparently, what? Who was it that said that Trump knows that aliens exist and they're just waiting on well <laughs> people to chill? Yeah, there was uh, <laughs> there was some stuff that allegedly got released. It was like a Israel security. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was Israel. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Well, I think it was NASA actually confirmed the well, yeah. uh, existence of UFOs. Like but, straight uh, away. Yeah, we have no idea what those things were. No, but. But Israel, like the security, some security guy in Israel yeah. was like, Trump knows about aliens. We've been working with like the Galactic oh. Federation. Yeah. They've been and, in contact with the Galactic yeah. Federation and, or something. Yeah. And uh, he was going to let people know, but the aliens didn't want him to say anything because he, they wanted humanity to, to not lose their fucking minds, basically. I don't know. I feel like at this point, people wouldn't even care. Like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Tax them. Honestly, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know what I think would bring this country together? Aliens. An alien invasion. An alien invasion. Yeah. Honestly, it would unify the world. It's like Independence well, Day. It'd be like 9-11 on a global scale. I was scale. about to say, it's like 9-11. Yeah. I mean, 9-11 was terrible, but 9-12 was a Just very imagine close time in the Americas. If humanity world. could find an outside enemy to fight, that would that would be world peace right it, there. Yeah, it, it would, would just be a war with other See, worlds. But you, would, you would hope, but it's not. Because there's going to be a whole group of alien activists... They're like, they have feelings. They have rights, too. We can't pulverize them. I don't care that they anal probe my husband 50 times. They have rights. Those people never take up arms, though. So Yeah, that's, I mean, that's well, true. That's true. But there's always going to be groups that they are do, like, They do, but they get shot down do pretty bad. I mean, uh, you get Kyle Riddensdale's real, or Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse, yeah. Rittenhouse. yeah. Keep yeah. your rifle by your side. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's in some trouble. Why? Uh He's going to trial for like manslaughter. I thought he made bail. I thought it was first degree yeah, murder. Yeah, but bail doesn't mean anything. Bail, oh. you're, I mean, Whatever. bail just means you get out of jail until your trial. Yeah, they need to, they need to get hardened. It, bail so, is so weird. Like, I've never understood that. Like, hey, you're going to jail, but if you pay us $30,000, we'll let you out of yeah. jail, but we're still going to try you. It's kind of like you're still innocent because you haven't been proven guilty yet. 
but it's just paying to be not be paying. held in holding. Yeah, but you're getting yeah. fined. You're yeah. not yeah. for us catching you doing this thing that we're not sure that you did yet. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it makes no no sense. It's just an absolute toxic thing that has begun in this in this country. That it's you know. It's guilty until proven innocent. It's yeah. not the way it's supposed to fucking be. Is it manslaughter though? I'm gonna they're not. They're not going for murder one. I don't think. Because I thought it was sure murder one. Down. I think they. Nah, they. You can't fucking. That's got to be with intent. I thought that was the point. There's was no the, way you, they can. You charge him. You charge him with murder one because now you can take him to trial to appease everyone and then. Oh boy. Daily Mail, 10 hours ago, Kyle Rittenhouse's lawyer threatened to kill his ex-wife and is in massive debt. <laughs> that was supposed uh, to be the winner. That's unfortunate. He was like one of the best lawyers there was. He was doing it pro bono. Everyone's like, oh my God, he's going to slaughter the prosecution. And now he's got to do dumb stuff like that. It is. It's not true. I don't believe that. I think uh, that's uh, it's a conspiracy. It's lies told by the prosecution. <laughs> See, but you've considered it though. You're like, oh yeah. There's not there's a chance you might not actually be crazy. It's kind of like question a, everything, you know. It's what I call the uh Alex Jones spaghetti theory. <laughs> if you throw enough shit at the wall, something's gonna stick. <laughs> he was uh, his bail was two million dollars. Yeah. And he posted Is that just because of publicity? Probably. Probably. Which I That's think it was crazy though. I think it was I feel like Black Rifle Coffee bailed him out, I'm pretty sure. What? Hmm. Or it might have been the opposite of that. I think they were either being condemned or they were being not condemned. Black Rifle Coffee was involved, and either people liked <laughs> really? it or they didn't. I don't remember. I don't yeah, I didn't, he I took haven't... pictures of a bunch of like BRCC people. I, I think they might have been the ones that bailed him out. I don't think they gave it, this kid two million dollars. It was a big ass like fundraiser, I think, for him. I could be incorrect. I I, I remember things. I you could have things. raised the funds for him. But... Yeah, that might have been what. I don't think they paid for it. I think they like started like a crowdfund or something like that. Anyway, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's terrible. Yeah, I think it's so funny that the one thing that Alex Jones is actually like right about that science backed him up on was the chemicals in the water turning the frogs gay. He was actually right about that. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, <laughs> Gosh, I, dude, I think you know it was what? the USDA or like the FDA did a bunch of studies and they actually found that a bunch of the chemical runoff from like fields and shit had actually turned a bunch of the frogs asexual. So like in a way he was, he was right. Chemicals right. in the water turned yeah. the frogs gay. I was like, that was the one he got the most shit about. <laughs> and it's the one he was right about. Uh, it's so funny. So <laughs> Gosh, I can't. I love Alex Jones so much. So the <laughs> Fight Back Foundation shit. was founded by, co-founded by Lynn Wood, who was one of Rittenhouse's attorneys. Okay. Uh, so the fund in a in a tweet, this Lynn Wood guy said that the fund was put over the top with the help from actor Ricky Schroeder and Mike Lindell. Do you know who that is? I don't know. That's the My Pillow guy. Oh yeah, I remember now. Yeah. You would be amazed at the things that that guy. He was at both Trump rallies that I went to My for working. Yeah, like show up, and I'm like, I recognize this guy. I don't know who that is. They're like, oh, that's the My Pillow guy. I'm like, why is he here? <laughs> like, he's huge he? in politics right now. Huh. It's so weird. Yeah, he was a he was at both of them. So is the know. one that posted the two million? He helped. He uh, uh, donated and helped push it over the top. Huh. Him and another actor. So, this is weird, man. Like, who'd have thought? My pillow guy. <laughs> Look at us. Look at us. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Not, Not me. me. <laughs> I love that when they dub it over itself. Oh, yeah. It's so great. He's just talking to himself. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah, we got uh, way off the rails there. Or did we? I don't know how we got there. We went from. Talking the career field to Rittenhouse, whatever his name is. Something wrong with that. It's a current event. It is. I wonder how Biden's foot's doing. <laughs> That's another no, current yeah. event. I didn't get to witness that, unfortunately. Oh, man. That would have been gold. This is not a political podcast. Let me say that first. But seeing any old person break their foot to playing with their dog <laughs> is just funny. Get out of here, you son of a bitch. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the dog is under the table. Not, were you were you trying to do an impersonation? Is that what that was? Yeah. 
It was that dog that's attacking that dude. Semi sounded like Joe Biden. That was good. Oh. (laughs) Unintentional. He breaks his foot. Come on, man. (laughs) Would you shut up, man? (laughs) His dog's barking at him because he's on the the ground with his foot broken. Come on, man. Would you shut up, man? That was one of the best parts of that, that debate. It is pretty funny. But all of that, what the was that? <laughs> we're not going to going yet. We're not going to get into that though, because we're not a political podcast. Although we talk about a lot of current events. Yeah. What are we not going to get into? The politics. Debate. Oh yeah. Politics. So this is probably going to be, uh, unless we do something soon, the last podcast for probably like two weeks, two or three weeks. We've gone through worse. We've never taken a week off since we started. What? That's not true. That's not yeah. true at we all. We took like three, didn't we? <laughs> Why? Cumulative. Or, I mean, well, I'll be gone. I mean, you guys can do it without oh, me yeah. if you want. I mean, I'll, I'll. Yes. I'll also be gone in the foreseeable future. Yeah, I'll. Um... Well, you'll have tea. Yeah. I don't know how to work any of this stuff, though. <laughs> That's what I figured. Uh, I need the computer. I assume I need the computer too. Uh, You need your own computer. I don't know how. It's just an app. You can just download this app. Oh, okay. But either way, uh, yeah, I'll be gone and uh, Dean will be gone. So, and then, I mean, T's going to be busy for a while now. I don't expect to see him back for a few weeks. Oh, yeah. With everything he's doing. So. Yeah, that's going to be it. But we are, uh, I think we're going to get out of here. It was fun. Air Force, fix the career field. Let us go do some fun stuff. Yeah. Loosen your color vision standards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just by like 5%, I only need one question. I only failed it by one. So what you're saying is you should have done better. I just had like one extra second to focus. You had one shot. One, one opportunity. opportunity. To not see everything <laughs> I've ever wanted. Because <laughs> then I would have, you know. You would miss it. To, I would have had the one moment. Yeah, but you'd have missed it. Because exactly. you wouldn't have been able to see it. I would have just let it slip. <laughs> All right. My knees were, they were weak. And <laughs> my palms were indeed sweaty. Vomit on my sweater already, Mom. Spaghetti. I was nervous, but on the surface, I looked There's calm a, and ready. Uh, I found a spaghetti sauce. Bombs. I think it was at uh, oh, what's that organic food store? Natural grocers. Yes, Natural Grocers. Uh, there's a spaghetti sauce over there called Mom's Spaghetti. That's funny. Yeah, very nice. It's pretty good. But this has been the poker table trash talk. Uh, with Rip and Wayne and the second half of the entity known as Drip. (laughs) (laughs) And we're out of here. That's Dean for who don't know.